What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 225. We're here on Thursday, October 8th, and we are 25 days until the presidential election. We're joined here on Triggered now by one of the best guests out there, national spokesperson for the RNC, Liz Harrington. Thanks so much for joining us again, Liz. Hey, thanks for having me. So we had the VP debate last night in uh, which Vice President Pence, I think, did a tremendous job and just absolutely annihilated Kamala Harris. What's your overall take on how that went and uh, kind of where, you know, that puts the race from here? Right. Well, yeah, I don't think it was really any question. Uh, anytime you hear the media talking about mansplaining, um, I think that's a pretty good indication that uh, Vice President Pence uh, clearly won the debate. And really, there's no question why uh, he called Kamala Harris out for the lies she's been telling, for the lies Joe Biden's been telling. And these are people, these Democrats will look directly into your eye, uh, into your eyes and say, oh, we're not going to ban fracking. When Joe Biden looked directly into the eyes of a young female voter and said, there will be no more fossil fuels, I guarantee it. So which one's lying? I mean, we know the truth, which is they'll just say anything for power. Uh, that's why she was saying, oh, we're not we're getting rid of the Trump tax cuts, but oh, no one above four hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's just another total lie. I, they're, they've been lying about the tax cuts for years now. Nancy Pelosi said it was going to be Armageddon. Uh, well, in fact, Armageddon for swamp dwellers is Americans getting to keep more of their hard earned money and Americans getting to decide how best to invest it. And that's exactly what happened. It, it brought the biggest economic boom we've seen along with the deregulation. Americans on average, Vice President Pence was counting the $2,000 for a family of four, but individually it was an average tax cut of $1,400. And of course the standard of living, the lower costs in energy because we finally had a pro-energy agenda, these policies made a real difference in the lives of Americans. That's why we had the best economy on record in 2019. You look at the census numbers, the lowest poverty on record, the highest wage growth for black Americans, for Hispanics, for Asians, uh, incredible numbers that we've never seen before. Uh, and yeah, if you artificially have to shut down an economy, the hottest economy on earth because of a pandemic from communist China, of course, we're going to have to make up those gains again. We're going to get back to where we were. We're going to be even better because we're going to end reliance on China. So all these issues, I think the moderator didn't really want to uh, dwell on them. They, she hardly asked about China at all. Kamala Harris didn't even uh, mention what China's done. Uh, instead, just is so eager to blame their domestic political opponents. And I think that comes across really bad to Americans, we've all been affected by this virus, whether you know someone personally who suffered, uh, whether everyone suffered under the economic consequences of these lockdowns. So we should all be in this together, but only one political party has played games and wielded the numbers just as a political weapon against their opponents. And I think it comes off really bad. And but also, by the way, she comes off so condescending. She doesn't think Americans know what debt is. <laughs> she doesn't think what Americans know what a bounty, right? What a bounty is. Uh, all while she thinks we're dumb enough to buy her non-answer on court packing, which Vice President Pence 
just cut through all the nonsense and said, if you want, if you want a straight answer, if you haven't caught on yet, it's yes, they're going to pack the Supreme Court. It's obvious. So again, it was, a, it was just a win on, on every measure for the vice president. I think he really laid out the, the contrast in the election and that's what we need. I mean, enough of the lies, the obfuscations, uh, the pettiness. I mean, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden don't want to talk about what they would do with power. They're trying to have it all ways and Americans see through it. And you know exactly what you're getting with President Trump and Vice President Pence, which is more freedom and more prosperity. That's what he delivered already in a first term. And that's what we're going to deliver more in a second term. Exactly. And I think the way that these debates are moderated is just absurd because yeah. how do you give a, a detailed policy answer <laughs> in two minutes? And there, she immediately moves to cut Vice President Pence off every single time, essentially, which you know just reminded us of last week. But Kamala Harris, when she was giving answers, there was no substance. It was just she was just filibustering for, you know, the two minutes. It, it was really something to see, honestly. It, it was uh, her answers on foreign policy were yeah. a joke. Uh, I mean, she was just flailing there. Uh, all she has and all their campaign has are a bunch of smears and hit pieces from fake news. I mean, that's all they have. They're running on Charlottesville, which is a hoax. They're running now on the tax returns, which in the own story says President Trump pays millions of dollars in taxes. So it's like uh, 8,000 words about nothing. Oh, and by the way, no Russia collusion. Thanks for telling us, New York Times. Maybe it's time to return those Pulitzers. And of course, the disgusting smear about the, the soldiers, which that was a really important moment of the debate, I thought, when Vice President Pence didn't let that moderator, which, of course, they always want to interject and change the subject from a very important point that the vice president was making. The vice president has been with the president for you know five years now. He knows this man. The vice president's son and his son-in-law serve. They're serving right now. And it's just such an insult to spread these lies that have actually been refuted by dozens of high-ranking officials that were actually there. And they just get away with it. They get they yep. get away to just, you know, have these ads out there, even, you know, oh, magically they appeared five minutes after the story in the that rag uh, posted. I mean, and she's just, oh, no interruption from the moderator. Well, well, you know, there are dozens of officials who said that didn't happen. No, um, no, inter <laughs> right. And, but it was very important for the vice president to speak from the heart on that because it, it's so insulting to our heroes that are serving right now. Uh, they're, they're just, they just, Democrats just use them like everything else as pawns in their sick political games. That's it. They don't care. Uh, they don't care about ending the endless war. They care about the swamp getting rich off of it. They don't care about bringing our troops home. When president Trump just said by Christmas from Afghanistan, it's a big deal. And that's something that the president said he was going to do. That's something Barack Obama said he was going to do, right? He didn't do it because the swamp didn't want him to. And it didn't matter uh, what the American people wanted. And President Trump has done everything to put actually put the interests of American troops at, at first uh, and our country first, fight to win, loosen the rules of engagement so our brave men and women can actually win and not be put in more danger and get out of places where we don't have an objective anymore after two decades. I mean, 
it, it's just on every measure. I think that was a that was a big moment, though, for Americans watching uh, Vice President to set that straight. I think I think it's really important that he did that. Hey, Liz, we talk, let's circle back to uh, we talk about, you know, you, you know, Kamala, you know, uh, and the media talking about the mansplaining and, you know, using that as a crutch and, you know, her kind of <laughs> attitude and whatnot. I mean, let's let, let's get back to the other aspect of this, which is her body language during the debate last night, the, the facial expressions, the smugness, the smirking. I mean, I, I thought I thought Tim Kaine was horrible in, in 2016, but I think Kamala might have made a <laughs> might have been worse actually last last night. How do you think that's going to play with the public? You know, well, first of all, that's really sexist. How dare you even go there <laughs> commenting on a female's facial expressions? No, it's funny because you mentioned Tim Kaine uh, and, and that just brought up, you know, that's how Joe Biden acted to Paul Ryan, too, uh, during his debate. Just the, the eye rolling, the over the top, just the, the smugness and the laughing. Uh, it's like... It, it's it, it's just that same attitude, right? And if you think about it, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden really do have a lot in common. It's kind of interesting why the swamp, the establishment, Democrat establishment decided uh, this would be their ticket. I was listening to Chris Plant uh, earlier and I caught a caller that made such a profound point about, you know, no one's bringing up the fact that Kamala Harris was rejected by the Democrats' own voters. I mean, yeah. before even a vote was cast, it, she was just so uh, roundly rejected because she was so terrible as a candidate. I mean, she was all over the place. She was saying, oh, I'm open to a conversation about terrorists voting from prison. Yeah, let's talk about that, banning straws. <laughs> uh, it was, oh yeah, let's eliminate all that, your private health care of, oh, I don't know, 180 million Americans. That's a lowball estimate. So she was rejected. And just like Joe Biden's been rejected. I mean, he never made it out of Iowa before. Um, the same thing. He's been running for president since 1987. He had to drop out in disgrace for plagiarism and stealing speeches from RFK and Neil Kinnock and everyone else and lying about his academic credentials. Then he runs again. He has to drop out after Iowa, uh, gets about 2% in the polls. Um, and here he is. He finished fourth in Iowa, fifth, I think, in New Hampshire. I mean, Bernie Sanders was mopping the floor with them all. But the de this is what the Democrat establishment does. They don't ever even listen to their own voters who clearly wanted Bernie. They really wanted Bernie, I guess, in 2016, too. But they don't listen to what their own voters say. They don't listen to what any Americans say. They rig it behind the scenes. They change the rules. Uh, and they say, no, this is what you're going to accept. The unelectable in the Democrat primary, Kamala Harris, and the unelectable Joe Biden, who you know was just VP. That's the only thing that really resurrected his political career. And that that's the same thing that they're going to do if they if they if this cynical attempt works, which it won't. We're not going to let it happen. But if they got into power, oh, yeah, we're just going to change the rules. Why have to convince voters? Why tell voters what we're going to do? Uh, packing the Supreme Court, adding D.C., adding Puerto Rico so we can have a permanent one party rule uh, and our power can never be questioned again. You'll just have to accept it. And that's what the Democrat establishment does. They don't listen to the American people. They say, uh, we're going to keep our power. We know what's best. We're smarter than you. Uh, 
um, and we're going to rule over your life. And Americans rejected that not only in 2016, it was a big vote against the establishment, quite frankly, in both parties. And it was a vote to restore, hey, this, this great thing about America was we're going to rule ourselves. Uh, we're going to have citizen government. And that's what government's supposed to be, not telling us what to do and mandates from Washington uh, and us serving government. No, government's supposed to serve us. So they, they really turned it all around their, on its head. And by not answering that question, they've really shown that they, we know what the answer is. They're going to rip up the Constitution. They're really upset that Americans rebelled from them in 2016 yep. and said, no, thank you. We're not going to take Bush. We're not going to take Clinton. We're going to take Trump. He, he's, he's basically saying all the things that issues that really people cared about sovereignty, borders, rebuilding the military, trade, all of these big things. And we, we went with him and we, he, he stayed true to his word. And he actually, that's why we're so unified as a Republican party. He's actually followed through, but yeah, I think that they're very similar in that regard. Uh, they're just not very likable people, Joe yep. Biden or Kamala Harris. They're phonies, they're frauds. They're, they're perfect for the swamp because they'll say anything that they, that the establishment wants them to say to try to get more power for themselves. Yep, and I think one of the the best blows that Pence landed last night was on criminal justice reform because the Trump-Pence administration has made more progress than any in who knows how long on this subject. And Pence called out Kamala Harris's record as DA in San Francisco, saying you increased the disproportionate incarceration of blacks in California. You did nothing on criminal justice reform in California. We've been talking about this issue as being pivotal in, in Trump's gains among black voters. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think it absolutely is a big issue uh, and why we're making um, gains, certainly that a Republican's never seen because just kind of gave up on the idea, said, well, uh, they'll always vote Democrat and why bother? Why show up? But President Trump wants to earn the vote of every American. And the policies are just common sense and records should matter as well. I mean, it's pretty amazing when you think about it, uh, the way the party, the Democrat Party has moved so far to the left, defunding the police, right? Reimagining police. Kamala Harris last night touted the fact that in their platform now, they're going to eliminate cash bail. Yep. Wait, what? Uh, you see what's happening in New York City? Murders up 76% in just last month. Shootings up, you know, over 120 percent this is it's really devastating the consequences of the far left policies but this far left agenda again who are they using to usher in this far left agenda are the two people the 94 crime bill guy and, and the 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 candidate who you know was locking everybody up for truancy and everything else in california i mean they're just they're so brazen they think that they can just get away with anything and again I think it's more emblematic of who they are as career politicians. They're chameleons. They will say whatever needs to be said at the moment, be all things to all people, never be honest. But Americans can see through it. And what's really troubling, I think, out of her record is the fact that she's sent federal agents into the home of a pro-life independent journalist, not for breaking yeah. the law, but because Planned Parenthood was breaking the law. 
that's the same mentality that I'm talking about. That's the mentality that would lead them to pack the Supreme Court to, I mean, think about what that means. That means uh, our constitutional freedoms are going away in a heartbeat. They will have a litmus test to make sure it's going to be an activist left-wing judge that they're putting on there. They'll put a case up on the Second Amendment, uh, on any of our fundamental freedoms. Uh, immediately, they're just out the window, and they will never have to win elections again. They'll never have to sell their agenda and be honest about it. They'll just do it through the Supreme Court and abolish, you know, get rid of the Electoral College. That's what they're they're looking for. And Americans need to know that and they need to be very weary of that because there's a reason why our system uh, has lasted as long as it has. It's because of the separation of powers, because of the limited government and checks and balances on the other. Uh, certainly, if anyone needs a check, it's this Democrat Party today. I mean, they're out of control. They're completely so far to the left. Another thing that I was glad Vice President Pence brought up last night was the, the peaceful transition of a party that has tried to overturn the last transition yep. for three and a half years. I mean, such a huge story that you know, the media just wants to ignore now. They got all their awards. They whipped up a hysteria. These are people that will lie to your face about fracking and everything else, but they'll also lie to your face about framing their political opponents to say they colluded with Russia to steal an election by colluding with Russia to meddle in the election. That's how corrupt these people are. I mean, yep. <laughs> they, they were the ones colluding with Russia to say Trump colluded with Russia. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, it's, uh, it is mind-blowing, and it's a real danger to all of our liberties because look what they did with power. God forbid they get back in there ever. Uh, what will they do next? There has to be consequences. There has to be accountability. But they've shown they, they don't care about anybody's individual rights. They don't care about your reputation. They don't care about your good name. They'll ruin it for, for a little piece of power and to deny uh, the American people who they chose in a free and fair election. Yeah, and I think you see that uh, with the arcane elitist Commission on Presidential Debates scrambling this right. morning. Uh, you know, unilaterally making the decision without consulting the president's campaign, deciding the next debate would be virtual, which the president now says he will not partake in. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? And I also wanted to get your thoughts on just these totally absurd liberal media polls. Um, you know, I know you guys at the RNC and the campaign have different data. If there's any small insight you can give our audience, because obviously we don't believe that, but their goal is to demoralize our enthusiasm. So, you know, exactly. how does that together? Exactly. That's the goal. It's it's stunning to see the exact same week during 2016. The polls are exactly the same, yep. you know, it, it, 12 points, 14 points. It, it's the same. It's the same tactics. Um, no, we're feeling very good, um, but we can't let up. We can't take anything for granted. Uh, we have to. I mean, we're still only a few weeks left. Who knows what kind of smears, lies, disgusting conspiracies they're going to try to drag, drag up against us. Uh, we have to be ready for everything. We've got a Supreme Court battle as well that we're uh, fighting. Um, really important things in the next coming weeks. And of course, people are already voting. So 
we're we're out there. We have over two million volunteers. People are knocking on doors every single day. We're holding events um, while the president's off the trail for a little bit, uh, recovering. Which you know we're so blown away. Uh, last weekend, it feels you know they always say this. The swamp says, "Oh, it feels like ten years ago." You know <laughs> they're so exhausted from covering a Republican administration after taking eight years off. Um, but um, they, it, it was just incredible. The people that gathered outside of Walter Reed, just the prayers, the all of the well wishes. It's it's really amazing and. Um, I think that's going to energize us too. Uh, we know how important this is, and and President Trump really is indispensable. He, he really is the the first man in a very long time to just tell the truth. Stop lying about you know why you want to be president, what you're going to do. You say one thing and you never follow through. We're sick of those politicians. We're sick of that, and he was an outsider. He knew what America needed. It needed a big old good dose of common sense. And that's who he is. He's the common sense president. And he's done so much in such a short time with all of that hostility. It's everything they've thrown at him. It's just incredible. But back to the commission, the bipartisan commission. Yeah. I mean, isn't this the most Washington thing ever? First of all, the bipartisan part means never Trump. I mean, it's all people who, have, you know, snubbed President Trump, said he's a threat to democracy, all of this stuff. I mean, it's just the same old has-beens. And another thing, why do you need a commission? This is the most Washington thing ever. Yep. To tell people how to debate. I think two grown men is, is certainly uh, Joe Biden, who's all he's ever done is talk. In Washington, I think he can manage it without an assist from a left-wing moderator. I think the Democrats could should be okay. Why do we need this commission with these tedious rules? And okay, give them five minutes on this question, five minutes on this question, or something, and a back and forth. That's fine. You know, yep. Have a, like a, a setup of ten minutes on this or ten minutes on that. Let the candidates go. They're the ones running. They certainly right. should know why they should be able to talk about their records. They should be able to talk about their agenda. Why do we need this? I mean, it's the most over-regulated. It's the perfect example of what Washington does. It, it, it Everything it touches, it destroys. I mean, you have this over-regulated, you know, 30 seconds here. I mean, last night it was just 15 second response. Now, what can you say in 15 seconds? I mean, let them debate, let them uh, set the agendas and let Americans decide. They're too afraid. They want to they want to poll test everything. They want to control everything in this controlled environment. And it just takes the life out of everything. Every time the so the first debate and this vice presidential debate, every time you're about to get into a back and forth in the heart of an issue and cut through all the 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 hyper partisan questions, the gotcha questions, and then the moderator just jumps in and kills it. It's like, gosh, let them debate. That's what's so frustrating about this. Why do we need? I think Susan Page did do a better job than Chris Wallace, but still, uh, it just it it gets in the way of the lively discussion. We're adults here. Why can't we? Why can't we just sit and hear from the candidates directly? 
maybe have one, you know, we'll cover foreign policy, national security, you know, coronavirus. So the other, we can cover the economy, trade, uh, Supreme Court, whatever, you know, make it on issues based, but then let the candidates go. And it would be so much more productive and informative for the American people instead of all this, you know, interruptions from the moderator, it's the moderator that's doing all the interrupting, but, you know, they never interrupt uh, the Democrat uh, to correct them. It's funny how that works. Yeah, or they yeah. cover like Chris Wallace. Every time yeah. Joe Biden was on the ropes, he stepped in, oh, we got to move on. Yeah. Exactly, and, and flat out spread disinformation about Charlottesville, about Kenosha. I mean, Chris Wallace's questions, his beautiful cake, he, he said he baked, <laughs> that Trump stepped in. Well, maybe no one cares about your cake, Chris Wallace. Maybe they care about the candidates and what maybe they care about the answers, not the questions. Uh, it's just it, it's nauseating, honestly. Yeah. And, and you know, speak, speak about, about that debate. You know, it's funny how that 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 Telemundo poll said that 66 percent of Hispanic voters thought that Trump outright won the debate. Uh, <laughs> right. um, but that wasn't scientific. Yeah, right. Yeah, not scientific polls. But what do you make of the 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 massive increase in support for President Trump among Hispanic voters? And and do you think that the RNC and the president's uh, vast superior ground game and uh, get out the vote operation is going to give us the leg up this year, especially in Florida and other key states? Oh, absolutely. And that's why they had to drag uh, Joe Biden out of the basement and stick him in Florida and say, play Despacito. You don't know what that means. <laughs> it might be the most cringe thing ever. You don't even know how to work the cell phone. But hey, let's pander for some votes because we're in trouble. Exactly. I mean, that tells you so much more than any of these public polls, right? Yep. Um, just follow where he's going, where they're sending him, where they're sending uh, Kamala, because they're, if they were running away with this, you know, 14 points, just stick him in the basement for the rest of the three weeks, put a lid on it. Why do you need to, why do you need to be out there? You're, you're winning by so much. No, but um, absolutely. I, we're we're going to win. Uh, we're, we're going to win Florida for sure. Um, but we, I mean, again, we don't take anything for granted. We're, we're going to win because President Trump's delivered. We're going to win because he followed through. And we don't pander for votes. No, we deliver results. And we want to make life better for all Americans. Uh, uh, that's really what it's all about. More choice in education, the economy, all of these things. And it's, it's been so crystal clear what Democrats will do. With power, we've seen it all throughout this year. The first second they get, they will tell you where to stand. Now Governor Newsom is telling you how to eat. You got to put the mask on between bites. I mean, they've lost it. They've gotten so drunk yeah. on power. They're closing down churches. Cuomo is attacking you know, the Jewish community, saying, I'm going to close down synagogues. I mean, these are tyrants. This is what we rebelled against. This is really why this country was founded yep. against tyrants like these. Uh, so these fundamental issues, I think, are a lot more important. The media doesn't like to talk about it. They just run from one shallow smear to the next. And I, what really matters are, are, are if somebody actually did what they said they were going to do. I think that's our secret weapon. <laughs> the, yep. the, the crazy thing, right? Uh, people were tired of politicians lying to you. And President Trump 
came in and he told the truth. He said he was going to, what he was going to do. And he, and he did it and it made a real difference and, and people felt it and they know, you know, no pandemic from communist China can take that away. And especially coming out of the pandemic from communist China, what are the Democrat solutions? It's just lockdown. It's taking more control. You can't go to school. There's too much risk. You got to live in fear. No miracles coming. It's really this anti-American mentality. That's never how we've approached big challenges, whatever the world, whatever communist regimes have handed the world. I mean, we've seen it throughout history. It's, you know, defeating fascism, defeating communism. Uh, it's the same fight, really, whether it's World War II and the Cold War. And now we're in a sort of a new Cold War with, with communist China. But it's the same battle. But we never said you just have to hide and shelter in place and you can't go out and, and figure out the problem and, and adapt. And that's what we do. And I love the president's message. And I think he's going to hit that home in the next debate. I think if we get the commission, the bipartisan commission <laughs> to stop playing games here with the virtual thing. But I think, I think we're, he's really going to hammer home that message, which is an inspiring one. We can beat this thing. We can win and we will win. And that, that's how America approaches problems. And, and we've seen it throughout this year. Only, only Americans could come back at, in this V-shaped recovery, despite all these Democrat states still in lockdown, still st preventing people from going back to work. But it, only the, the great free market and the great individual liberty and the innovation and the entrepreneurial spirit just let us go and we'll build back again. I mean, so fast and we're already beating so many expectations. The last thing you want to do is, oh, let's just uh, hike everyone's taxes. Yeah. I mean, are they out of their minds? That they, they, they want it. I mean, you wouldn't do, no economist would tell you to do that. Like that, that that's the last thing you would do, but they don't care. Um, they just want to soak the rich because that's what, they're coming from now. It's all ideological and it's all very far to the left. And our freedoms are on the line. Yep. And I think that's a perfect segue because our, our recurring theme here, you know, it's time for conservatives to stand together and fight. So my last question is, you know, how can the audience be most helpful in reelecting the president and conservatives up and down the Republican ticket over these final three and a half weeks to election day? Go out and vote and convince a neighbor to go out and vote. Uh, honestly, there's so many events going on. Figure out where you're registered. Figure out uh, your polling place. Go to trumpvictory.com. You can see where the events are in your in your neighborhood. There's only a few weeks left. Every every day counts. Every vote counts. And and we we need it to be overwhelming. For, everything really is on the line in this election. You can't really overstate it. It's we've never seen. Uh, the radical left so emboldened. Um, and it's because the Democrats are, are letting them do it. We've never seen uh, our enemies so, you know, they, they think there's a chance to really knock us down and knock us out. But we're, that, that cannot be the case. We have to vote to protect our freedoms. We have to vote to protect our, our system of government as founded. Uh, that we're, America is the greatest country on earth. We are a tolerant nation. 
we do help our neighbors. And and this insidious ideology that's just so hostile and it it's against free speech. They just want to censor opinions they don't like. They want to harass you. They don't even think you can walk down a public street without being harassed, leaving the Republican National Convention. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you support the a duly elected president of the United States? That's not America. And I truly believe that is just a very loud fringe minority that sc- likes to scream invectives in their opponents' faces. Um, that's not the, the country who we are. And so it's so important to that silent majority to be very bold, to fight for what's right. That This is really an election about more than just right and left. It's about right and wrong. And we've seen it all throughout the summer. We've seen it all throughout this year. We've seen it really since President Trump ran for president. The, the lies, the smears, the corruption against him, uh, all of that. And now their, their party platform, which is just, you know, taxpayer-funded abortion up until birth, defunding the police, letting criminals go free. This, these aren't hypotheticals. This is what they're doing in places where they run. That's just a preview. Things that are happening in LA, in Minneapolis, in Portland, in New York City, uh, Seattle, Chicago. That that is their plan in action, and it's it's not a good one. And so, you have to you just have to get involved and go out and vote and be bold and don't be afraid. This is a, a chance to really stand up for independent thought tolerance for conscience. I mean, these are these are fundamental freedoms that we've seen under constant attack this year from forces from the left. And we, we have to beat them at the ballot box because again, they will not let their power be questioned again. They're, tell, they're being as transparent as they can be. They're not being transparent on the debate stages, but you've heard the media and their party talk about burning down the system, packing the Supreme Court, uh, confiscating guns, all of these things that are just so anti-constitutional, it's unbelievable. So they've been way more honest than they have in the past about just how far left they've gone. And, uh, you know, the choice is clear. The choice is clear. We want freedom and prosperity and we're going to get it with President Trump. And we want common sense. That's that's really what it's about as well. Spot on as always. Thanks yep. for being so generous with your time, Liz, and for fighting for America. And hopefully we'll get to talk to you again before the election. Yes, I hope so too. Thanks, guys. All right. So Liz is just the best. Oh, yeah. Like she's yeah. just true conservative out there fighting for this country. Appreciate and, her time. Yeah, too. it's I mean, it's you know, it's we're she's lucky in the thick of it now. <laughs> right. We're lucky that, you know, someone like her who's one of us yeah. is actually, yeah. you know, out there They're in that in, position. In there too, as yep. well. So, so uh, let's let's go over just a few clips here of the debate last night because uh, most everyone listening probably watched the debate, but some of you may have not. So it was a murder. It That's was. what we witnessed. Yeah. I witnessed a murder last night, and um, Pence totally destroyed her. Yeah. I mean, there it was so obvious that she is not qualified to be to be president. No. no. That's what this really is yeah. about, you I mean, know? And that's, yeah, that's what I said. I mean, these debates, yes, it's about the issues, but it's also about is this person competent enough to steer the ship of state should, God forbid, anything happen to the president of the United States, right? 
Yeah. Pence passed that with flying colors. Yeah, cool, we know Pence is calm, capable. calm, collected. He was, you know, he he was he was lethal. He was prepared. You know, we are in good hands. Should God forbid anything happen to President Trump, or if he has to go get a procedure for anything, mm -hmm. you know, whatnot. Uh, Harris, n n not not so much. Well, we all knew Joe wouldn't make it past maybe even just the first few months of the yeah, presidency. That's true. that's true. Like that's that's what the situation <clears throat> is here. They're, the people are really electing her if they were to, God yeah. forbid, do so. Yeah. Uh, one of the best moments last night, my favorite, was when Vice President Pence repeatedly pushed Kamala Harris to answer the question on court packing. She would not do so. And then Pence said, you know, for the record, I'd like to just point out, go ahead and roll that clip. Yeah. About you once Come again on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. <laughs> trying to answer you the now. The American people deserve a straight answer. And, and if you haven't figured it out yet, the straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court if they somehow win this election. The, Men Mr. and women, Vice I, 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 I got to tell you, people across this country, if you cherish our Supreme Court, if you cherish the separation of powers, you need to reject the Biden-Harris ticket. Come November the 3rd, re-elect President Donald Trump and <laughs> we'll stand by that separation of powers in a nine-seat Supreme Court. Yeah. It's true. Nasty. I mean, they. why won't they answer the question? Yeah. We know why they won't answer the question. Yeah. But the rhetorical yeah. question is, why won't you answer the question? Yeah. They still won't answer the question. What does that say it's to you? Not this is not sustainable for, what was it, 26 days? Well, the media covers it up. Oh, for no, them. the media covers it. But Although, it just, even some it's, liberals. It's going to get brought up again in the debates. So just like. Well, if there's any more debates, who knows? Maybe we but, should stay. But last night, you've even had some liberals that are like, you know, I really would like to know the que the answer yeah. to the question about core packing. And they admit that she that she's, you know, like patches a hula hand. Duck, dive, dip, dodge, and dodge again. The problem they have is that there's a very sizable portion of their base that supports that. Yes. But if they come out and vocally say, yes, we're going to do that. They lose a ton of independent moderates. voters and and, and Democrat yeah. moderates that yeah. say no 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 I yeah. may be a Democrat yeah. but I'm not for this you know yeah. Marxism essentially. Yeah. It was never even even in, even when FDR was president this was never really popular. Mm -hmm. I mean the, I mean I, I believe the Democrats controlled Congress when he was president for most of his time. Yeah. As they they held it up in committee. I mean there was no rush. Yep. They knew they knew what this is and I think a lot of Democrats know down the road, you know. When they're in the minority, mm -hmm. we can add twelve more members of our own if we wanted to. Yep. To you know, as a tit for tat. So <laughs> it's just yeah, I know it brings up the car. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's it's just it's one of those things you don't want to mess with. Yep. I think there's a lot of traditionalists in terms of the institution that don't want to see that happen. But uh, I mean, it's already politicized enough. I, I I can't agree. I couldn't agree more with that sentiment. But. And as Liz mentioned, uh, Vice President Pence called out Harris and Biden for lying about their record on banning fracking. Yeah. You know, because they were for it, for it, for it, for it. And now, like, they're saying, oh, ooh, maybe these Pennsylvania numbers aren't looking so good. Yes. So now we're against it. Yes. We're not going to ban fracking. Total yeah. lie. Roll that clip. Senator Harris, you're, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. You yourself said on multiple occasions when you were running for president that you would ban fracking. Joe Biden looked at a supporter in the eye and pointed and said, I guarantee, I guarantee that we will abolish fossil fuels. And just in case you forgot, here's the clip of Biden that Pence was referring to. Um, but, but kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee, I guarantee 
we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. I mean, we have the receipts. <laughs> we have the tapes. And it's on, like the Northam thing. Yeah, on <laughs> Biden. Yeah, exactly. You know, Northam with the, with with the, with the baby killing. I mean, on Biden's own campaign website, it says that they support the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal has an anti-fracking provision in it. Wipes it out. Yeah. It basically wipes out yeah. all fossil fuel energy yeah. in I this mean, country. I mean, it basically. I mean, let's go beyond that. I mean, it it it, it bans the internal combustion engine. You yeah, can't it's, fly, you can't drive. It's like it's like That's going, one of the best lies of the Green New Deal yeah. is that it's not just about the climate. Yeah. It's really a socialist overhaul yes. of our entire country yes. of the economy top down. Absolutely. Everything. Absolutely. It's a backdoor to so communism. So Yep. Um yeah. They lie. We all know that they lie. Uh, and and she's just a DNC t attack line factory. If if you deviate from that, she can't maneuver. I I, I call her Robo Kamala last night. Mm -hmm. She could not deliver any effective counterpunch. Whereas, you know, Mike Pence just gashed her to death. I felt like I was watching the you know the Japanese death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> I mean, she was. I mean, it was just. It, I mean, every single attack that she tried to mount, he had. A better counterpunch uh, and was prepared for it, obviously. Well, you know why? It's I mean, because Kamala Harris has one of the worst understandings of policy issues bad. that I've ever seen in my yeah. life out of a out of a major vice presidential candidate. Yeah. I mean, she's an inch deep on these issues. It's she bad. has no clue what she's yeah. talking about. And, and on foreign policy, it was just absolutely laughable. Oh. I mean, we, we, I mean, Pence took a victory lap, rightfully so, for for us killing, you know, Qasem Soleimani. We turned him into an ashtray. Yep. And then Kamala Harris really didn't know what to say. She was like, well, um, they fired some rockets at our bases in yep. Iraq, which was really a fireworks show. Nothing really happened. And um, she couldn't go down the World War Three route well, because World War Three never happened. The Iran never mounted a comparable response to us killing their top terrorist. We all know that. Yeah. We won, and there's nothing that there's. She can't say shit about that, and you saw that explicitly. There, I mean, you saw it. There were times where she didn't know what to say. Yeah. She had no idea because there was nothing, nothing there. Well, on the point that she brought up about the soldiers getting concussions, which she called serious brain injuries, and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, okay let's let's tone it down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But yes, of course, you don't want anything to happen to our soldiers. Yeah. What she conveniently leaves out mm -hmm. is that when he was killed. Qasem Soleimani was on his way to Baghdad. Yeah. Okay? What was he doing in Iraq? Oh, that's right. He was trying to start a basically civil war insurrection among the sects of uh, of Islam over there yeah. that would have resulted in major attacks and casualties on U.S. troops in the country and probably would have escalated things so much to the point that where either we had to retreat running or had to dump more troops yeah. in. He wasn't there on vacation. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love how it's like okay, like an Iranian general is in Baghdad. D does that not yeah. really, you know, stoke any suspicion on the left? Not to mention they had just installed a puppet. Yeah. In the government, I an mean, Iranian puppet yeah. in the government. I mean, I mean, come on. It's 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 let's let's get a grip here. And then and then you know real quickly on on the taxes and economy thing here. Yeah. So. You know they pretend like rolling back tax cuts isn't raising taxes. We know that's a lie. It is. They also pretend like. Uh, raising the corporate tax isn't going to have a direct, tangible effect on workers in this country. It will. Okay, it, for some reason they don't get 
how economics works, just basic yeah. economics. But if a company is being taxed more, having more money taken and sent to the government, they have less money to pay their workers. Yeah. There will be a demonstrable effect on take-home pay, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's only the beginning. I mean, look at and, yeah. and then one more thing that, yeah, yeah. that they always, always, always blast, and I hate so much yeah. as a avid investor myself. Yeah. The stock market. Uh, they say, oh, well, the stock market doesn't affect normal people. That is just a flat out lie. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of Americans have private retirement plans, yes. 401ks, and not only that, public union pensions are, tied are directly into, tied. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that's the entire yeah. country. It, it's boggling. It's the reason why there's trillions and dollars worth of volume in the market for it's not just yeah. rich like like all the billionaires couldn't make up the the trillions of dollars in, in, in the market crazy. in the volume. Also, you talk about the corporate tax rate. You know, I think we forget. Remember, there was how, how many hundreds of billions of dollars were offshore for Apple. Uh, three hundred billion. Three hundred billion. They repatriated. Remember it. that they repatriated it. They reinjected it back into the economy, and they were spending that money here because the corporate tax rate was reduced under Trump. They built gonna, several manufacturing plants yeah, here. They're not going. Companies are coming here because of that. They're not going. They're going to flee like the wind mm-hmm. when it goes up again. And you know what? Listen, I don't blame them. If I can, if if the tax rate is cheaper in Mexico, that's where you go. That's that's how business works. Everything that they do is is, is mind boggling. Is is is, is, a, is an economy killer, and the whole no, the the lie that the Trump tax cuts didn't you know impact uh, only impacted the rich uh, benefited the rich excuse me is another outright lie. CBS News found three families from three different socioeconomic backgrounds all benefited from the Trump tax cuts. 80.4% 80, of Americans, according to the Left-Leaning Tax Policy Foundation, said that they would benefit for the next 10 years. And even Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, the self-avowed socialist with his three beach homes, or three homes, right? Yeah, three, three homes. homes. With his three homes, said that the Trump tax cuts would help the middle class, but his only uh, criticism was that they didn't go far enough. And that was on CNN. That's, yeah. before, that's before Jake Tapper got woke. But <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, I mean, the interesting thing with that is not only did Americans see an immediate direct impact with less taxes being paid on their part, so their take home yeah. pay went up, yeah. but that led to companies being able to give bonuses, yes. pay increases, yes. hire more people. Yep. They don't get it. And just as big is the yeah. massive rollback of regulations, which yeah. they want to snap back into place. Yeah. They talk about lifting the tariffs on China. Yeah. Terrible. Our, our enemy. Yeah. And, and not worrying about bringing manufacturing back to this country. I mean, it's yeah. just so backward. Those tax cuts provided the, ba- the foundation for the, for the jobs growth, the millions of jobs were created under Trump before the COVID virus, mm-hmm. uh, before the COVID hit. You know, same thing, with, same thing with the Bush tax cuts. The Bush tax cuts created 52 months of uninterrupted economic growth. You know, it, it, it's just it, – whatever. I mean, they, they want to keep going on the class warfare part. You know, that's, it's, that's We don't have bad. a revenue problem in this country. Yeah, we have a spending problem. Yeah. The revenues in 2019 were the highest they ever yeah. were after the tax cut. Yeah, we have a spending problem. Cut spending. But yeah. no, you can't cut spending. That's what they say, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I hate these people who say that they're like, oh, I'm a principal conservative and not a Trump fan. Yeah. You know, he's raising the deficit and debt. It takes 60 votes to cut spending in the yeah. Senate. Yeah. Do we have 60 votes? No. no. Okay. No. So then shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, they don't get how this whole thing works. Come on. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So one of the worst lies last night, repeated yet again, yet again, mm-hmm. 
The Charlottesville lie. Oh, it's the lie. The lie that will never die. Yeah, and Mike Pence, I thought, took that on great. Let's just listen to that and wrap up this segment. You know, I think this is one of the things that uh, makes people dislike the media so much in this country, Susan, is that you selectively edit, just like Senator Harris did, comments that President Trump and I and others on our side of the aisle make. I mean, Senator Harris conveniently made it after the, after the president made comments about people on either side of the debate over monuments. He condemned the KKK, neo-Nazis and white supremacists and has done so repeatedly. You're concerned that he doesn't condemn neo-Nazis. President Trump has Jewish grandchildren. His daughter and son-in-law are Jewish. This is a president who, who respects and cherishes all of the American people. The assassin speaks. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. And we talked about this many times, particularly last night. Yeah. There's just two different worlds. It really is. Two different worlds. You really turn is. on Fox News last night after the debate, then you turn on CNN. Two different worlds. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it's it's a microcosm of the national situation. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have the Democrats believing that something that they think that's false is real. Yep. You know, Republicans are living in reality here, and the reality constrains what can and cannot be done. Alternative facts. Yeah, the left lives in a fantasy. Yeah, left. Yeah, it's. I love last night when Pence was like, "You know, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts." Yeah. She couldn't stand that. You saw no. her face. Oh, oh my, my god. god! I thought she was about to blow up. But everything that they want to do is a fantasy list. Yeah. Where does that money come from? Yeah. There's not enough billionaires in 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 the world. Oh, to yeah. tax. Forgot about that. <laughs> Something that we forgot to bring up with uh, the the free college thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I mean, got glossed over. It got glossed That's, over. What? Ten to twenty yeah. trillion dollars. And not to mention, if you want like a Trump two resurgence or a you know, the populist backlash to that would be. I mean, look what happened to Liz Warren when when she peddled that. She got yeah. yelled at at town halls because basically for families who have saved up for college, will I, will I benefit from this? No, you got you you have to pay. Yeah, pay. not to mention not just for your kid, but for other kids down the line who are not, you know, college. Yeah. So wait a minute, why did I? Why am I getting punished for doing everything right for the people who just paid off their college loans? Mm-hmm. I bet they're like, what the? I bet they're saying to themselves, what the fuck? Or Free have college out, now? Or have outstanding private loans yeah. like myself? Yeah. And you also have the fact that you're asking two thirds of the country. To subsidize one third of the country yeah. to go to college, I would say even less than that. Yeah, I would say even less than that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, no, I mean that that is just, I mean, if you want to have a, per, I mean, I know I hate the term permanent political majorities because that they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Both parties have have fallen into that into that trap, but this could be a good push towards maybe making that a reality. <laughs> when well, you, when you have a party, t- I mean. I, Oh, my God. And th- this actually exposes a massive polling error as well, yeah. which we're going to talk about later on. Uh-huh. But oversampling of college-educated voters. Yes. Way oversampled. Yeah. If you're oversampling college-educated, you know, Trump's base is the working class, not yeah. necessarily college-educated folks, yeah. okay? That's where the realignment has yeah. occurred. And, and it's they and still it's, don't realize it. Yeah, and it's and it's and, and it's diverse. I mean, it's not just hardcore Reagan conservatives. Mm-hmm. There are people who vote for Democrats. There are people. There, I dare say, there's a good chunk that even supports Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. But like as we've discussed in this on on past episodes, the thing that draws them into the Trump camp heavily mm-hmm. is the president's support for immigration 
uh, yeah. control and enforcement. So, well, um, you know, it, it is a very diverse group. I mean, I, even the Washington Post reported on it, but apparently people just gloss that. You know, they just forget. Mm-hmm. So, I have more to say on that, but I'm going to save it for yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, Real yeah, quick going, here, keep going. Uh, Frank Luntz, who I used to put a lot more credence into, but you know, I, I do sometimes like to see his focus groups because he does put together a good group of people from undecided states around the country. Yeah, he's, yeah. So. Uh, the verdict out of there was while Pence didn't win them over completely, overall Harris's facial expressions and condescending reactions were very off-putting to these voters to describe her as evasive, shifting blame, snarky, abrasive, and unpresidential. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. He went on, went on to explain that oftentimes with undecided voters, their choice comes down to which candidate has the best persona. And uh, he said, if this is a battle over style and substance, which is often the case with undecided voters because they simply do not choose on policy, they also choose on persona. This was Mike Pence's night. It's clear that Mike Pence was the winner of tonight's confrontation, and that's what the focus group agreed with. You had someone – it was a black woman from Florida who said she was hoping that Kamala Harris would come out last night as a rock star and would would cement her decision to to go and vote for Biden – but she said, nope, she looked terrible, she looked weak, and I've never been more undecided, which to me means that she might end up voting for Trump yeah. and maybe just didn't want to say it. Yeah. So that's that's where we are with what happened last I night. I mean, okay, listen, I, 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 I hate to say this. Uh, let me be delicate here. And you agree with this mm. in any situation. You always pick the best person for the job. I know that. I know you can't say that yes. now anymore, yep. right? We all know Kamala wasn't the top pick. We all know that she was pushed because of identity politics, the donor class, and all these and other sexism. and sex and all these other, you know, Democrat bigwigs who wanted to have a black woman as the VP, you know, candidate to make it historic and all mm-hmm. that all that other shit. Yeah. That's not you always go with the best person. Always. And that was Amy Klobuchar, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Upper Midwest. You can't have a white person on there. So Well, you that's know, why Pence is so perfect for Trump. Yeah. Because they're like the yin and yang. Yeah. Total opposites. Yeah. You know, he compliments him. Uh yeah. and, and I think Pence is a is a great advocate for the administration. I yes. hope to see him campaigning rapidly. And for people who might be a little uh for the conservative Republicans out there who might mm-hmm. be a little bit hesitant over Trump's more right leaning populism, Pence is like nice counterbalance. I mean, I remember when he was in Congress. Remember the whole oh when the bomb was in there? Oh the 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 the, the House Republicans are the party of no. And he at that, that CPAC speech when he was like, When it comes to more bailouts, more tax increases and more government regulation, what do we say? No. Yep. I mean, it was just uh, he he's a good he's a good VP. Well, you know what I think is interesting? He does help with the soft GOP voter that's not yeah. necessarily a huge fan of Trump, yeah. but they will vote Republican yeah. because they're afraid of what the left is doing. Yeah. The left has pushed those people away. What I think a phenomenon we haven't seen yet is all those uh all those soft GOP moderate voters coming home. Yeah. And I think that's going to be cemented in the coming weeks especially next week with the Supreme Court hearing looming. Yeah. You know, we haven't even gotten into the Supreme yeah, Court absolutely. fight yet. Yeah, yeah. So. But no, I absolutely agree with that. And also the fact that they know uh, that Pence and Trump work together a lot. He's mm-hmm. not some, like, other element or or some isolated, you know, mm-hmm. individual in, that, in, in, in the administration. He's, He's not like Biden was during the Obama yeah, administration. You know, it's, Pence it's, is in charge of the coronavirus yeah, tax you know, force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's you know, he, he's, he's not uh, – he's an active – Active backup QB, let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a good one at that. Yeah. So.
And while this debate was going on last night, we actually had uh, more riots develop. Yes, yes. Um, well, this time in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, this coming on the heels of right after Michelle Obama says it's a racist for Trump and Republicans to paint Black Lives Matter protests as violent. Mm. Well, you know, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, interestingly enough, last night, their tactic took an, uh, a turn that I haven't seen. Uh, usually they're targeting commercial establishments, yeah. burning them down, looting them, breaking yep. windows and glass. Yep. Well, they took it right to the suburbs last night. They did. They went into residential neighborhoods, and they were driving on people's lawns. They were setting off fireworks. They were breaking people's windows and destroying property and graffiti. Yeah, it got nasty. It got really it got, nasty. It got very nasty. The yeah. police were, you know, they, they jumped right in, yeah. but not before some damage was done. Uh, you can see yeah. exclusive video that Town Hall Media took yeah. of that on uh, on Julio's our Twitter there. page. Julio's on the ground. And you wrote up a story about yeah. it last night. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, it's just astonishing to me that people would, would do something like that. Yeah. I mean, it just seems so outside of the normal, like, you know, this I feel like George Costanza. You know, yeah. we're living in a society here. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. And... You see, when residents take up arms to protect themselves, they get persecuted by the liberal government, the Bukowskis. Yeah. A grand jury came back and indicted them, which you know was was not a shock. We've been expecting this for a yeah, while. Yeah, and even their lawyers said that this this was going to happen because they weren't able to detail the full out the full nature of the case. But the governor of Missouri yeah. has promised a pardon. Yeah. So they will not be going to jail, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's just a shame that they have to go through this. Yeah. Although I do love how they got the picture of them with the guns on a Christmas card. They're going to yeah. send that out to everybody, awesome. so I thought that was good. But yeah, buy guns, buy ammo, protect yourself, arm yourself. It's your Second Amendment right, which is at risk in this election. And we're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wrote about this yesterday. Yeah. Vote by mail issues. It's going to be a disaster. We yeah. know it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. But what happened in New Jersey? Oh, surprise, oh. New Jersey. Oh, yes. Yeah. A mail carrier trash ballots, trashed yeah. them. About, among other pieces of mail, obviously. But mm-hmm. about 99 ballots were just discarded. So mm-hmm. you have this. You got mail boxes being broken into. You got states accepting mail-in ballots whose voter signatures don't match. You got uh, – Just earlier this week, yeah. a personal friend of mine in New Jersey – received two mail-in ballots, both of them having the same exact name and address. They are him. Yeah. But different ballots. Oh different my. different unique ballot IDs. Oh and now he's got integrity, so he's only gonna send one in. But yeah. how many of them are though are out there? Well I don't have any integrity and I would have totally voted no, twice. I'm just no, kidding. Oh no. I'm kidding. Oh I kid I kid I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Just making oh, sure I'm kidding. Am I? Um, <laughs> yes, he's kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like the, we have, besides, like, and and I I know I say I have said this, I've I've beaten this like a drum, folks. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but there are only really there's only three or four states that have that have long experiences with everybody mailing in their ballots. Washington mm-hmm. being one of them. New York doesn't. We all saw their primaries. It was a disaster. Patterson, New Jersey had their entire municipal elections tossed because 20% of the ballots were fraudulent. Yep. You know, this is going to happen. Voter fraud is real. There was a Democratic operative who did a tell-all in the New York Post about how he used to screw around with, with these types of uh, ballots in, yep. in, in past elections. 
if you can vote in person, vote in person. Yeah. It's safe to do so. Even Anthony Fauci, who has driven all of us up the wall lately, even he said that it's it's safe to vote in person. Uh, and even Democrats now are worried about all the, you know, I mean, the, the Postal Service, to its credit, has been very upfront, uh, honest up front from the beginning, saying that they can't guarantee this deluge of ballots uh, will be delivered on time to be counted. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just honest. I mean, it's, it's gone quiet, but how the Democratic Party has done a complete 180. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, no. All summer was mail-in, 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 yep. vote by mail to... Holy fuck! You gotta get to the polling place. You gotta get to the polling place. Vote in person, please. Vote, vote, vote in person mm-hmm. because they saw those those ballot rejection rates. People are people don't fill out. They don't read the instructions. Okay, we all know that. So what's increasingly interesting? Yeah, is you know as vote by mail happens, we get early numbers right on at least just the party identification of the ballots being returned, which in the past has been pretty pretty close to accurate of of counting what the early vote's going to be. In places like Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, you know, all the battleground states where the Democrats traditionally in vote by mail have thrashed us. Thrashed yeah. us. The numbers are looking pretty even. Yeah. And in fact, you have several Democratic operatives yeah. ringing the alarm bell saying, yeah. guys, this might be indicative of a very low enthusiasm level on the side for yeah. Biden and could be a very low turnout for Biden. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Especially if you look at the uh, young so voting group. Yeah, it's not good. 18 to 24. Yeah. Biden's underpacing Hillary's vote in that group by, I think, yeah. 50%. So, and in this group, I, I mean, it's also promising to see a lot of these uh, these Democrat Trump, you know, these 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 Trump Democrats in there too. I mean, you have some some cases a two to one Democratic to Republican ballot request, mm-hmm. and then it's almost even. Yeah, regarding on returns, uh, on returns. So, you know, again, it's a gauge, but uh, don't don't read too much into it. But it's still a promising sign. It's not you know totally. Uh, yeah, you know. It's not going to be the landslide that uh, you know the, the NBC thinks is going to happen with the the eight their eight hundred registered voter samples. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, actually, some breaking news right now mm-hmm. on the uh, uh, the debate debacle that's been going on this morning. A new proposal puts it so that we would delay the schedule by one week, so that the debate on the fifteenth would be shifted to October twenty second. And the debate on October 22nd would be shifted to October 29th, mm, which wow, which I like. I like that yeah. because it would raise the stakes so much for that last debate. Yeah. To have that last debate, yeah. what, five days before the yeah. presidential election? Maybe. As the confirmation vote for Amy Coney Barrett should be happening. Yeah, no. Nuts. Talk about. Nuts. You know what I mean? You know make it more nuts? They should have the debate on election night. Yeah, well, it reminds me. It reminds me of head of state where they have yeah. the debate the night before the yeah. election. Yeah, and I think the twenty second, twenty ninth would be very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a reasonable alternative. So we'll see what happens with that. But I wanted to bring that breaking news to you as it comes across yeah. the feed right now. Yeah. Um, in a, their first step towards communist kill squads, MSNBC host Chris Hayes suggested on Monday night that those who don't agree with his personal liberal opinions should be suggested to or subjected to a truth and reconciliation commission. What? What is this? Apartheid South Africa? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up to get your reaction. Oh, my God. I know. 
Who the hell do you think you are, pal? No one watches your fucking show anyway. Yeah, well, it's... I mean, but that's just... It's a... The reason I brought it up is because it shows you how they think. Yeah. Right? Our good friend Colonel Swichter on Town Hall rehashes this point consistently. They want you dead. Yeah. Look at how they rooted for the president to die of coronavirus, right? Yeah. Their end goal is to completely eradicate conservatism. They don't think that there should be a dissenting viewpoint. You see what they've done on the debate about climate change. You see what these tech companies have done on behalf of the left in crushing debate in this country. It really is a very dangerous thing that we're experiencing here. And there was a good question on Tucker last night where, you know, he asked the guest, do Americans realize how dangerous it would be to have these Democrats under one party rule. I mean, that's the real fear that I have, mm-hmm. as we've talked about. Yeah. You know, God forbid. God forbid. I mean, we face uh, the, the depths of hell yeah. if that were to happen. Yeah. We've seen what the, the, the lengths that they'll go to to try to stop a duly elected president. And as Liz yeah. mentioned, you know, caught red handed now, we have former CIA director John Brennan's notes. After he briefed President Obama on Hillary Clinton's plans to frame Donald Trump as a Russian asset, the briefing took place during the 2016 election. Of course, remember, that's the election in which they allege Russian interference and President Obama did nothing to stop yes. and, and secure anything having to well, do with Well, he closed election. down some embassies and he kicked some people out. After the election. Oh, you know, yeah, after. So <laughs> he did, he, you know, he, I mean, really, uh, really took it to him there. Which they then used as entrapment on Flynn, but we yeah, won't get into yeah, that. We'll get it. that uh, that's going to be a movie. Itself. Exactly. Which, by the way, very excited for tomorrow. Dinesh D'Souza's new movie comes out. All right. Trump card. Trump card. Oh, nice. We're definitely buying that yeah, shit. Okay. All Tell right, let's that. do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went and saw Hillary's oh, American Theater. Fantastic Theaters. movie. That was a fantastic great movie. movie. You know, Dinesh In fact, if you can, movie. folks, you should all, if you can, get this movie. Yeah, yep. And really? actually, uh, one of our sister divisions of our parent company, Salem Corporation, uh, or uh, Salem Media Group, uh, SalemNow.com is going to be uh, releasing Trump cards, so you can get it over there, and that's actually going to be something very interesting. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. Let's talk about SCOTUS next week uh, and where we think this is going. A new poll that comes out shows double-digit margin favors confirmation of ACB to the Supreme Court. All right. Voters have moved 12 net points over the last few weeks, with now 46% supporting uh, there has been a significant shift among independents. So, uh, what, what, how do you, a, what a failure on behalf of Chuck Schumer. Well, yeah. How really? do you think this is going to go next week? I, what are your I, thoughts? I, well, I think it's going to be. I always call her soon to be Justice Amy Coney Barrett. We mm-hmm. have the votes. No one, nothing, ha, nothing has changed in that equation. Um, I believe. I mean, Mitt Romney hasn't moved. She's going to get confirmed. We just got to go through the annoying. Democrats on the committee, you know, and what they have to say in their opening remarks and questions and whatnot. But, I mean, that shift really sh- – I mean, listen, of course I think it's trash. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest. I mean, there is an argument to be made if you're a Democrat that doesn't want to see this happen, right? I mean, there yeah. is an argument. I think Chuck Schumer tried to make it. The fact that, that the Democrats have really failed to, like, actually, like, either stall or even decrease the, the approval of this They've is, badly is, is really, really telling. I mean, no one really – I mean, it just shows if maybe no one really gave a shit that RBG 
<laughs> didn't want the next president to fill her vacancy. You well, know? the Death Wish thing is ridiculous, yeah. but you know what's really going to be well, interesting? I, I think they, they shot their wad with the uh, impeachment stuff. Yeah. I think people were like, you know what? Like, I may not like this, but for God's sakes, Trump did win the election. The Republicans did expand their majority in the 2018 midterms, and you people are just nuts, are just well, bitter. So whatever. that's going to be on display next week, I think. You know, they have a real tight rope to walk here. Yeah. Because if they go after ACB for her faith, mm-hmm. for being a family woman, uh, that's not going to help them at all. No, it's not. Uh, and, and they really, really, really underestimate how personally people take attacks on faith when it comes to uh, political debate like this. Yeah. Look what happened to her when she was being confirmed last time oh, yeah, the for the Seventh Circuit. Yeah. What Diane Feinstein yeah. said, that r- was bad. And then, This will uh, have more eyes on it, yeah. but they underestimate... They think the Knights of Columbus is a KKK group. Yeah. I mean, the Knights of Columbus. They I underestimate mean, how many Catholic voters there are in Rust Belt states, yeah. from Pennsylvania to Ohio to Michigan to Wisconsin to Minnesota. Yeah. And they underestimate how much Catholicism is ingrained in the culture in those places. That's yeah. something I was talking about with my friend the other day. Yeah. You know, you go to Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Those people raised Catholic. Yeah. Just like us in New Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah. Italian Catholic families, it it really is part of the culture there. Yeah. You know, people in these blue cities are like church. Why would you go to church? Yeah. It's the gross. You know, God doesn't yeah. exist. Atheism. Blah blah yeah. blah. But in these places, people still have faith. Yeah. People still want to go to church. It's one, and, it's one of the big paradoxes. You know, like yep. within government, there is an anti-clerical bias. Mm-hmm. But the country, we are the most religious of the industrialized world yep and you know listen i'm not too particularly religious but i I have a hell of a lot of respect for people who do have faith i wish i had faith i wish i had that yeah Um, unfortunately unfortunately i you know i've lost it but uh i I don't i don't go out of my way to like denigrate and mock people who do oh yeah i definitely still have the faith you know i don't go to church every sunday which i should culturally the, the catholic stuff does get to me yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, because I was raised that way. So you, you, you gonna like uh, again? Are we gonna like you gonna smear us with the whole? Oh, she's gonna talk to Rome before she makes a judicial uh, decision. Well, like nobody should be talking to this heretic pope. Oh yeah, but that's but, but, another you know discussion. Because remember, remember, J, JFK, when JFK was running, people thought that he would abscond in the middle of the night to like have conversations with the Pope about how to guide the country. Yeah, there's it, a lot of kooky. He was very Catholic <laughs> bullshit out there. It's one of them. I think an underreported prejudice in this country to be honest with you. oh definitely yeah it, know, it, in the separation of church and state not and stuff mm-hmm. all because protestants here did not want catholic schools to really to be successful and establish themselves yeah. i feel yeah ahead, we sorry. could we could fill a whole episode we about could that because we really could. that really is it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's something interesting and, and it's, it, we've seen it personally yeah. ourselves but yeah uh so that's SCOTUS next week, Monday morning, bright and yeah. early, boom, it's going to be a long week, it's yeah. going to be a crazy week, but hopefully it will result in, we'll get through the hearings, yeah. then a week after that, so that would be Thursday the 22nd, yeah. when they could have the hearing vote, or the committee vote, Yeah. then the week after that, which would be the 29th, they can move it to the Senate floor, yeah. so they can uh, potentially vote before the election, I don't know if it's going to happen before the election, but we'll see but, what uh, happens. Oh, so before we go, mm-hmm. I would say I, – I, I'll make a wager here. I think they're smart and they're not going to go heavily on the faith thing. 
Well, with the, yeah. With, with, with the exception of Maisie Hirono, because she's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And and Diane Feinstein's not gonna make the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be. I think that this could be a breeze because I think what they, they the only thing that that's left besides some scandal that we don't know about regarding ACB is that the process is, is illegitimate. Yeah. Well, what you know, they're like, doing, yeah, they're I letting mean, the media attack the faith angle. Yeah, that's, that's true. what's they happening. They are doing that, here. but but in terms of the senators and their opening remarks, in which they have, you said they have twenty minutes each, yeah, right? Yeah. It's all. It's gonna be about orange man bad. We have to honor wishes of Ruth mm. Bader Ginsburg. The process is illegitimate. You may be qualified. That's that's the funny thing. They're actually gonna make a case for her mm-hmm. to be on the court. You may be qualified, but the process is illegitimate. Tantrum, tantrum. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to be the same exact thing and recycle through the rest of the Democrats on the committee. Yep. So it'll be annoying. It'll be irritating. It'll get boring very quickly because after like the fifth person said the exact same thing, you know, it's going to be the same thing. So we just got the bear and grin it, but I don't think there's going to be much of a fight. I think they we'll know. We'll see. We they, thought Kavanaugh was going to be easy too. Yeah, so, but then, then the whole sex stuff. It's came different. Out. It's different. Yeah, it I is know, different. But, but like, I, we'll I, have a lot of time to talk right? about this next week. I mean, for sure. I think. I mean, do you feel the same way before? I don't. I don't know how to feel about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Thursday. It's I'll, I'll tell you on Tuesday. After we've had the first two days, I'll tell you on Tuesday how sure. I feel about it. All right. <laughs> uh, Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, I gotta save that up for our, the uh, the gun tax that I'm gonna oh have to pay God. to Joe Biden's administration. <laughs> Although I lost them all recently, so you know. Um, let's talk about these these polls. Real Just quick kidding, here. ATF. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about these polls here because you wrote up a good piece yesterday. Yeah. About the funny business going on with these polls, mm-hmm. it's something our listeners want to hear yeah, about because sure. it's total bullshit. So yeah. what what what? Okay, so for, you know, folks, the CNN poll that has uh, Biden up 17 points. You, yeah. have, you have to laugh at that. It's just not true. Um, you know, we all talk about the the DNR splits, you know, and whatnot. Well, we found out Rush Limbaugh uh, last month read a note from a pollster who said that th- what they're doing is they are sampling Republicans, yes, but they're sa- they're oversampling suburban Republicans yep. who are hostile to Trump, and they're not even touching, you know, even zip codes that that are filled with Trump Democrats. Yeah, you know, that's another one. So. The poll is skewed. So basically what you can argue is that these polls have like a D plus 60 slant because, it, I mean, they're, they're, the suburban voters are pretty much Democrats. The, you, well, here's <laughs> I mean, yeah, here's honestly, the problem. I mean. Here's the problem is they're missing a huge, huge portion yes. of what the electorate is going to be this yes. year. Not only are they just missing high propensity rural voters. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They're missing the low propensity voters, which we've talked about yeah. this group of people yeah. that are Trump supporters, yeah. blue collar, white, you know, just yeah. working class. They don't voters. really they don't really vote often or early, but basically they, but never. Basically, yeah. But now they are. They're gonna vote for then President now they Trump. Are. And so. the New York Times was dumb enough to release a map yesterday oh, no. of their recent Ohio and Pennsylvania polls. Can you take a guess what areas basically had no respondents? Um, most of the T in Pennsylvania. Yep. Most of the T. That's the exact right. phrase yep. that our friend Harrison yeah. up in Erie, Pennsylvania yeah. said. The entire T was missed. They, yeah. they're, they're not only making the error that they made last time, they're taking it to a whole new level. Yeah. So take solace in the fact, like Liz said, we're going to win this thing yeah. and we're going to win it because promises made, promises kept, and – 
there really is that silent majority out there that not yeah. only is not being picked up by the polls, yeah. they're not even attempting to find people that will talk in these areas. Yeah. The rural areas look look when President Trump has held rallies in rural areas of Pennsylvania. Oh, it's, th- you it's the roof. You have 30,000 people coming yeah. to these rallies it's, it's, yeah. from all over the area. Yeah. With massive overflow crowds that don't even get into yeah. the area he's speaking, and it's been proven that when rural turnout is through the roof, like like you know, like like a, like a candidate like Trump can do, not not so much Romney, yeah. but like Trump can can induce the turnout. It can neutralize the turnout in Philly and Pittsburgh easily, easily. So, um, not to mention, I think there's a lot of silent Trump voters in Bucks County this time. Oh yeah, I think it actually. I think well, he actually has a chance of slightly yeah, winning. It. it was almost. It was almost. I mean, it was pretty I, much even. I mean, t- but I'm just saying, even if he's even with Biden in Bucks County, he can still win the state. If, oh, easily. If, if, if he if he also does well in Lackawanna County, which yep. I think he will do, Luzerne. Um, and we've talked about it, but look at yeah. the registration gains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have almost two hundred thousand net. Yeah. As a gain for Republicans in that yeah. state since the 2016 election. And, oh, sorry. Yeah, you mentioned Erie, right? Yeah. Erie used to be a Democratic bastion. Yep. I believe. So. Yeah. Well, the city itself still is, but as soon as you get right outside of the city, it's all super okay. red. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, and they're uh, going to they're, they're gonna And we're going to have Harrison on the podcast later this month to Good. talk about the, the Pennsylvania situation because he knows that political arena better than nearly anyone I've ever talked to. And it's yeah. where he, I get all my information from in Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. But it's very clear up there, that, you know, the momentum for Trump, he says signs are popping up everywhere. Yeah. People are being more vocal about it now because they see what the Democrats are trying to do to the country. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk to him later this month. Uh, real quickly, I wanted to talk about some Senate races here. Sure. We have another video from Project Veritas in Arizona. This time they got Every Town for Gun Safety's data director, uh, which is Gabby Giffords, Mark Kelly's wife, uh, gun pack, essentially. Uh, Not only did they get them to admit that Mark Kelly is lying about wanting to ban guns because he says, oh, no, I believe in the Second Amendment. Total lie. But he also uh, basically revealed their secret coding campaign that they're doing to use press releases to coordinate with the campaign. So highly encourage you to go check that out. James O'Keefe just doing absolutely great work out there. Go check that out at Project Veritas. Uh, Now we have more developments down in the North Carolina Senate race with Cal Cunningham, cheating Cal. uh, He's in some deep shit. Not only has the entire sex scandal come out where he has multiple mistresses, uh, you have him basically being called on to drop out of the race, although he yeah. legally cannot do so. Yeah, just a can. note. Yeah. Um, well, is it was there like a deadline that passed a while that passed ago? Away, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he can't. Do so it. I can uh, see that. But, but the but, other thing is that the woman that he was cheating with, yeah, her husband is in the military, was a veteran. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He called on him to drop out, said he's a scumbag, basically. Yeah. And now, and given Cal's rank in the Army Reserve, he faces a court-martial under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Uh, so they've begun a formal investigation into the matter. The Army Reserve did confirm yeah. that on Tuesday. Is, uh, is this the one he was fucking inside of his own home? He did, yes. Yeah. And there are photos there are nude photos. Are they photos. have not been released. And the, but the texts from the mistress said there are photos. Oh, so. the texts are unbelievable. Oh my God. And yeah. uh, he doesn't deserve my. Can't say it. 
<laughs> yeah, we cannot say that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but but basically, <laughs> basically, I think Cal Cunningham's toast. And yeah. if if Tillis wins that seat, that yeah. takes our percentages of holding the Senate and boosts them significantly. The so this we is have, a, we, actually I might dare I say we might have a firewall. Yeah, with, with him. I agree. There. So. I mean, and Cal. I mean, the. Fa- I mean, I think he was at a. What, what, what event was he at? Where he was like he apologized, and then he went after. He him. barely apologized, he barely and then apologized basically said it was Tillis's fault. Tillis's fault. Yeah. It was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, listen, how arrogant do you have to be to be like, this is not about my personal life. This is about this. like what it is. Well, we see some encouraging like, moves in yeah. in the Senate races. Uh, McSally is back from the dead. It seems really. Uh, yeah, and you you see a poll that just came out that shows President Trump up. In Arizona by one, wow. and it was actually a poll that did good sampling by oh, af- after looking okay. at it. You have the SCOTUS hearings that are going to help her there, so I think that POTUS might be able to drag her across the finish line there. Corey that? Gardner's toast. He's toast. Who cares about him? Uh, Gone. Totally done. If it was a non-presidential year, he'd have a good chance, but we're not going to win the presidential year, and we're not going to get yeah. enough split ticket What's, voters. What is, what, but what, it's all right. He's the, the savage. What do you mean? How much is Hickam the Brad by? Oh, I don't know what he's going to win by, but it's very unlikely, very unlikely that Corey yeah. Gardner well, holds on. Listen, but folks, he's the sacrificial lamb yeah. because we're getting Alabama back. True. Okay. True. So net but even. Didn't have to be that way if the Colorado State Party wasn't such a shit show. But uh, I don't know that there state was. State parties matter. You know. Well, we know that but because yeah. Virginia's terrible here. Yeah. But I don't think there was any way he was getting saved under any circumstance yeah. whatsoever. It's oh, well, presidential listen, year. Listen, he, yeah, he's going to vote for Barrett, so he's going down in a, fl- a exactly. blaze of glory. Give him a nice position yeah, in exactly. Trump term, too. Exactly. Um, but the real thing is, Colin's looking like she's going to hold on up there, I think. I think. A lot to go. Oh, lot sorry, to go we talk about wacky polling. Do you see the, some of the splits coming out of that fucking oh, state? Yeah. Totally Sarah unreliable. Gideon's up by, like, what, 14? I'm like, what are you people on crack? Totally unreliable. However... The real star of the show that could could be here that could actually lead to us picking up a seat. Yeah. Who do you think I'm gonna say? No. no you don't have no, a, You don't no, know what I'm talking. No, no. John James. Holy shit! Really. John James in recent polls is neck and neck with Peters. Yeah. Wow. And I actually think that John James will outperform That's President good. Trump. Oh, wow. In okay. Michigan. So that's my bold Sorry. prediction. It's not like we've had a lot of success in Michigan. Yeah, he's I'm a great saying. candidate, though. I, I really do think that he's going to pull that out. So Good. That's gonna, that's gonna be he is actually a solid candidate, uh, unlike the person we picked in 14. The House, who knows? You know, the House is so reliant on how the presidential is going to go. If President Trump wins with the kind of map that he had in 2016, we take the House back. So. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of dynamics at play there. You have the coronavirus relief negotiations. I mean, yeah. the whole thing is a big shit show. Uh, but we could talk about politics forever here. We got to wrap up today's show. Yeah. We will be back here on Tuesday with another episode of Triggered. We will have completed by then the uh, first day and a half of Supreme yeah. Court hearings. The wine fest. Uh, yeah, happy Columbus Day to all our Italian yes. counterparts yes. out there. Uh, you know, I first off, I'm offended, yeah. totally offended that Google went as far to add as the holiday on that day, Indigenous Peoples Day. It's an yeah. affront it to is. the Italian heritage. Yeah. It's anti-Italian. Is, it is. is what I it agree. Is. But we should have off on Monday. Yeah. Well, even if we had off, we'd still be working because the yeah. hearings would be going on. It is a federal holiday on Monday. So, yeah. all right, we will oh, be back yeah. here on Tuesday, and we will have a lot more to talk about that. We'll see you then. Have a good weekend.